Hi, I'm James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast, and I've built an eight-figure year company selling digital products around my knowledge and expertise. In fact, this is what I've been doing in multiple niches for the past 15 years. And if you've ever wanted to do the same, or maybe you're trying, but you can't seem to get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, you need an audience if you want to sell your stuff, right? But what if I told you that you don't need a big audience. You don't need millions of followers to get started. In fact, we see that it's with just your first 100 leads where you really start getting some momentum. I mean, think about it. Imagine that you're on the stage of a room filled with just 100 people in that audience right now. That's a lot of people. You don't think that a few of them would walk up to you after your talk and ask, hey, how can I keep working with you? Of course they would. And that's why I created your first 100 leads. It's a 14-video step-by-step training mini course that walks you through exactly how to get your first 100 leads fast. And the feedback and results from this free program have been amazing. Diane Shepard said, this is one of the best trainings I've ever taken. Jake Curry said, We have had 753 people sign up for this free training. Are you kidding me? Dan Netting said, I'm currently going through the first 100 leads training, and James, I gotta say, it's brilliant. This training is A to Z complete, and the best part is it's absolutely free. To register, simply click the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much, and I'll see you there. Hey, and welcome to the Ambitious Bookkeeper podcast. I'm Serena Shoup. I am a CPA and mom of three, and I'm running a virtual bookkeeping business mostly from my home. You're in the right place if you're a bookkeeper, accountant, or an accounting student, and you know that your purpose is bigger than sitting in a cubicle. If you're ready to learn some actionable tips and strategies to help you start and grow a bookkeeping or accounting business, I hope you stick around. Hey, hey, we're back with today's episode. Uh, We're going to talk about what to do when you get a new bookkeeping client. A few episodes back, or a couple episodes, I've lost count. I've been batching a lot tonight. A couple episodes back, we talked about up-leveling your onboarding game. And we started to get into it, but I wanted to do a whole different episode dedicated just to how to, like, just what to do when you first get a new bookkeeping client. This is an area, especially if you're just now going out on your own or thinking about going out on your own, this part is really tripping you up right now. I know who you are. I was you. Okay, so let's do this. If you've ever caught yourself feeling like you might be missing something when onboarding a new client or unsure of even where to start once you do land a client. If you haven't launched your business yet, you're in the right place today, my friend. I'm going to talk about this initial client work and how to figure out where exactly to start. And it all boils down to accounting 101. But before we get into that, um, we need to clear some other stuff out of the way. And I'm talking about limiting beliefs. Feeling like you don't know enough or you won't be able to answer all your clients' questions, that does not serve you or your client. You're here because you already have a base knowledge of bookkeeping and you're resourceful to boot. You might not know the answers right away, but that's okay. As long as you know where to find them, okay? So I have three tips to start. Number one. 
just jump in. Just do it. Don't let the fear hold you back. You'll never start your business. You'll never land a client if you are too afraid to start. And you'll never get like the confidence you need if you don't just try. Number two, get comfortable with knowing that you're going to have to roll up your sleeves. It is very rare for a set of books to be in good shape. In fact, the only time I've ever seen a set of books that didn't need some degree of cleanup was when it was a blank slate and I was setting them up for the first time. Uh, okay, maybe maybe one client I've had um, that I've taken over, I didn't have to do any cleanup on. It's pretty rare. Number three, find a mentor. You're here, you're listening to this podcast, so you're on the right track. You are, I'm here for you. I got you. You'll inevitably get stuck and have questions on how to handle something for your client or need to bounce ideas off of someone. Your mentor does not have to be much more seasoned than you unless you have very little experience and will need a lot of support. If this is the case, I'd recommend looking for an actual job, working for another accountant to start. There are some great Facebook groups where you might be able to find a mentor. Alternatively, you can stay in my world, keep showing up to this podcast, maybe hang out with me in my mentorship program. If you're interested, you can, I will drop a link in the show notes. Um, I am now actually offering one-on-one mentoring. Uh, there's a couple different options for that. I will talk about it at the end. So, all right, I'll hop off the soapbox now and just get to it. Diving into your first bookkeeping client. Number one, first things first, you need to have some sort of onboarding plan. We did talk about this a little bit a couple episodes ago about onboarding. Uh, This does not have to be extravagant. If you're just starting, you will find what works. Every time it will get better, I promise. At the very least though, your onboarding must include an engagement letter, i.e. a contract. (laughs) So with your engagement letter, you also want to gather some information. Your engagement letter should include, among many other things, exactly what you will and won't do as part of the scope of the engagement. Will you be doing AR and AP? How much of AR? Will you be doing collection calls? Or just customer invoicing? Will you be doing day-to-day bill payment or just entering historical transactions? Will you go over the reports with them at month end? Or maybe quarterly? When will you have reports completed for them? several resources to find good engagement letters i'm going to link in the show notes as well uh or you can head over to the blog ambitiousbookkeeper.com slash blog slash first dash client that's a lot that's a mouthful it'll be on the show notes once you've got that engagement letter signed and first invoice paid it's time to gather the information that you need um i have posted about my onboarding process i use dubsado and I also have some email att- email templates for you on my website that you can use to onboard your own clients as well. Within the, in- the email templates, I do list out the items that I'm requesting from my clients. So that's essentially your checklist of things that you should also be requesting from your clients. <laughs> so once you have access to your client's books and the bank statements, you can then dive in. Side note, the bank statements are on that list. Okay. Number one, I always, always start with cash. 
and a diagnostic review. <laughs> start with a diagnostic review, then start with cash. <laughs> Here's where the accounting 101 kicks in. Always start with cash. <laughs> This is why the bank statements are the most important thing to get started. Please do not rely solely on bank feeds. I've seen them screwed up more than once, and I've seen lots of clients get this wrong too. They assume that since they're matching and adding in bank feeds, that counts as reconciling. In QuickBooks, it does not. Um, even in zero, you still need to go run the report and match it, just like verify it against your actual bank statements. So once the bank accounts are reconciled, you can then please, please, please review the reconciliation report for stale dated checks and expenses or really un, really old uncleared checks and un, old uncleared deposits. I think they're called uncleared deposits and, and checks in QuickBooks. Um, uncleared deposits usually indicate duplicated transactions unless it's right at the end of the month. If they're not right at the end of the month, they're probably duplicated. Uncleared expenses could be owner-paid business expenses or also duplicates. Uh, stale data checks uh, could just need some follow-up with the vendor, but could also be duplicated transactions. Do you see where this can go very, very wrong? <laughs> okay. Um, also within the diagnostic review, you want to continue the same process for each balance sheet account. If the balance sheet is right, you know you've captured everything. So obtain sub supporting documentation for each balance sheet item, or if it's obvious that the item should not be on the balance sheet, you'll want to make a note that it needs to be reclassified. Right now we're just in diagnostic review stage. We're not actually doing a cleanup. Uh, side note to this, I highly recommend charging for a diagnostic review. Okay. And then number three, step three, you want to view their monthly PL. So look at the trends and fluctuations month to month. Uh, this is something that I go, I dive into in my mentoring and in the bookkeeping business accelerator. I help you uplevel your skills and um, your analysis abilities <laughs> in the program. Uh, so you want to look for big jumps or dips that might indicate something being recorded incorrectly or inconsistently, maybe some prepaid expenses, things like that. Um, I always like to look at expenses as a percentage of revenue and compare it to industry standards. If you have that information, I always look at gross margin compared to prior periods and compared to industry standards. And I look at the net profit as a percentage of revenue and compare it to previous periods and industry standards to see if there's some trends. Okay. Step four, I find out if the owners have paid any expenses with their personal funds and not recorded them. If so, their owner's contributions, if they're an LLC. Um, and step five, I look at their corporate formation documents. If it's a corporation, you want to make sure the equity is recorded correctly, like if they have issued stock. Again, if the balance sheet is right, you know you've captured everything. Um, then I get into setting up their accounting system and making sure that all the settings in QuickBooks or Xero are up to par, like make sure their EIN is in there, their company name and their address are all correct and filled in. Um, again, this is like, I'm basically verbally telling you how I do a diagnostic review. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into too much detail on this. This is definitely like also something that's in uh, my accelerator program. And um, also as a bonus for some people who get in on kickoff with Asana. So like I said, this is just kind of a rough outline on how I tackle a new client's books. Obviously, if they're existing, if they're a brand new client and they don't have any history yet, you're doing a brand new setup and it's easy peasy, but you still need 
that list of documents. So make sure you head over to the show notes, grab the onboarding email templates. I'm dropping the link for you. You can also just go straight to my website, ambitiousbookkeeper.com and scroll down the page a little bit. You'll see them there for download. Um, So we're like midway through the year right now. I hope you find this useful and it gives you the confidence to just start putting yourself out there and getting clients. Um, Pretty soon it's going to be like the best time of year to be helping businesses get in shape. Like any time of year is great for it. But right now we're midway through the year. People are like want to get their stuff together and they need your help. Okay. So remember not to let those pesky limiting beliefs get in your way, but if you truly feel that you need some extra support or knowledge around how best to serve your clients, I hope you find the education you need and a mentor. And if that mentor might be me, I encourage you to send me a message, DM me on Instagram. We can chat about it. Like I said, I guess, I guess I said I was going to talk about it at the end. So I have a couple options. I have opened up two spots for one-on-one mentoring with me. It's three months. We meet two times a month. You get Voxer support. You get access to my accelerator program resource materials. And um, I, you know, we chat for 90 minutes twice a week uh, about anything that you need help on. It could be client work. It could be mindset. It could be process, any of that. Um, The other option is I am offering just 90 minute strategy calls. So if you don't want to lock in for three months working together quite yet, we can hop on a 90 minute strategy call that will also be linked in the show notes, ambitiousbookkeeper.com slash podcast. And, um, the third option is to get on the waitlist for the bookkeeping business accelerator. I am doing that quarterly. As of right now, we do a a eight-week cohort, which involves weekly hot seat calls where you can ask any question you need to, weekly co-working sessions where you can bring your client work and we can go into breakout rooms and troubleshoot stuff together. So this is really great for skill building um, and keeping it private so you're not sharing a screen with everybody in the program. And uh, of course, you can always just check out my website, ambitiousbookkeeper.com. I have a couple other mini course options to help get you started. Um, And if you're not ready yet, that's cool too. Just keep showing up to this podcast. I hope you found it valuable and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Ambition.